Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. As two of our players are absent for a week, GM Jamie cooks up something a little special for our valiant heroes. With new characters to play, we get to find out if the bad guys have more fun in Episode 8, Investigations. All right, well, welcome back. We don't have everyone here today. So first off, let's go around and actually just let people know who is here first off. So as always, I am our GM for today, and I'm Jamie. R2 is in the room, too. <laughs> I'm Brittany. I am Alan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jason. So today's story is going to be a side story. And as a matter of fact, you guys are going to be taking on roles, and I have them here, of members of the Empire. Uh, particularly, you are all going to be members of the Imperial Security Bureau, working under one Agent Vicarin, who is the agent that you saw land on Onderon. You saw him on a news report. One of you will get to play Agent Vicarin himself. He does have a sizable chunk of XP higher than the rest of the characters, so that's up to you guys of who gets that. And, as you will find out during the story, your mission during this is going to be to find out how the Prince of Onderon escaped, and to try and trace it back to figure out where he went or who got him out. The catch to this is that because you were players, and even though I know you were all great role players and don't metagame, everyone metagames to a certain point. So to encourage you to go through this, essentially here's the deal. The closer that you get to solving the mystery, or to furthering the Empire's gains, and in turn screwing over your actual main player characters, the more experience points I will give you for your main player characters. So if you guys actually do stunningly well, and absolutely screw over and make life hell for our rebel heroes, your rebel heroes get a lot of XP. To compensate for the being screwed over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't, then you don't. It's like, I have a feeling that all of my XP needs to become vigilance. <laughs> the guys were in trouble. What? Trust me, I just rolled three triumphs. We're in trouble now. <laughs> so, to go through, the characters that we have up for grabs are... Let me see here. Let's see, so we have Agent Hadrian Vicarin. Agent Vicarin is a infiltrator, a specialization of the spy class. He's missing something on his sheet. He also has talents from the agitator class. Sorry, excuse me, not agitator, uh, quartermaster. That's a huge XP dump. <laughs> yeah, there's 200 XP in this guy. Like I said, you know, he's been around the block a bit longer than the rest of them have. This is his team that's been pulled yeah. together. And Vicarin is, he's a fairly talky person, and he's fairly sly overall. He doesn't get angry too much. And he is one of the only characters that I'm actually fairly hard and fast about what kind of personality he has. But he's not necessarily an evil person, but he 100% believes in the Empire. He believes it is the proper form of government. He believes that it is the right thing for the people. To go back to our before-recording Firefly and Serenity discussions, he is the agent from Serenity, as far as he is concerned. He will nuke a planet if he thinks it will save five more. He'll feel awful about it, but he'll still do it. After that, we have... Amala Joyville, another spy. She is specialized to the Slicer Tree and is also has talents from the uh, Universal Recruit Tree. So she is the computer expert of this party, of Vicarin's team. Potentially she does slicing, but she also does things like data retrieval, combing through the archives, that sort of thing. Allison Tainer. Allison is a, uh, another diplomat. She is specifically speaking an agitator and also has ranks in Recruit to give her some uh, muscle as far as military and weapons go. She is the interrogator. None of her talents are towards being nice, if I'm being entirely honest. She is the kind of person that when you need to sit someone down in a room with a single light between you and them, she is the person that you want there. Aside from for Karen, genders on those two can be changed as well if folks want. On Amala or Allison. Gender on this one cannot be changed, though. Because lastly, we have the newest member of Vicarin's team. Whereas the other three are all core world imperials at heart, 
This guy was brought in a bit later. He and Vicarin had a run-in, and Vicarin essentially brought him into the fold. And this guy is the... He's the behind-the-scenes, or I guess the, the back-alley guy. So he's the one that goes and gets the, the underworld information. Uh, he knows criminal circuits and whatnot. And he's also a damn good pilot. So uh, Kirsten Wakeway is an Imperial pilot who has joined up. So those are the characters. Divide them amongst yourselves. Okay, I know which one I'm not taking. Here <laughs> you go. Uh, I got Allison Tainer. I will say to you guys what I said to Jamie when I was talking about uh, the fact that Vicarin's going to have more power than the rest of them. Whoever ends up playing Vicarin ends up basically setting the tone of how close to the party we end up getting. Most likely. Oh, it's me. <laughs> Any other RPQs that I need for Vicarin? Not necessarily. I will overall leave it to you guys of just how evil this Imperial team is. How friendly is he with the team? I'd say this is a fairly close team overall. Okay, but is he Hadrian or is he Agent Vicarin? Because there's close in demeanor and then there's breaking down the walls of professionalism. No, I don't think he breaks down the walls of professionalism. Okay, so he is as close as his duty will allow kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, so duty first and then the closeness. Hmm. Okay. And you're saying that they are, he's legitimately close to this team? Yes. Okay. Yep. What planet did I pick up Cures from? Uh, let's see, Kyrs, uh, you would have picked up from, hmm. Or what offhanded, if I have to reference how he owes me, like, what what am I going to reference? You and Kyrs had a run in a Narshada. Narshada, okay. Uh, Can you spell his first name? K-I-E-R. K-I-E-R. S-O-N, technically. Kyrson. Okay. On Narshada, now Kyrs has gone through Imperial training by this point. He is an Imperial officer as much as everyone else is. But uh, he was possibly fast-tracked through because of Vicarin. I'm playing Amala Joyville. And what's your deal? <laughs> Spy Slicer. Okay. I will point out to you what I put it out to Jamie is he asked me to make a slicer who is actually fairly good socially as well. Your talent, written on the second page there, it allows you once per encounter to simply recover two strain. So okay. in any particular social situation wherein you might be taking strain, you can stay in a lot longer than somebody else. Because it's an incidental action for you, so it doesn't okay. actually slow down the pace of conversation. Good to know. Whereas somebody else would have to actually take a recovery action. You just gain too strength. Huh. Yeah. The longest that Kier could have been around is four to five years. Yep. No, I think Kier's been with... I think Kier's been Imperial for about three years, probably. No, sorry. I'd say they met about three years ago, and he's been Imperial for about two. And so you got Kier's. Yep. Okay. It's just Kier. Kier. Kier's son, or just Kier? Okay. That's his he's an Imperial now. What the hell? Goddamn imps. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. It was hard, and I can see that it would take him a while, but he came around to a better way of thinking. And we really need to have patience from people who aren't in the core world, because it has taken the Emperor longer to restore the order and good governance to the Outer Rim that he has so quickly brought back to the core. So our story begins... Essentially on your home, uh, in your home ship. The Spectre, which is a modified, heavily modified, CR-90 Corvette. So that would be the, the blockade runner, the very first ship that you see in A New Hope. The Star Destroyer is chasing that little one. That's what this one is. Uh, the only main differences that you would see visually from that one from A New Hope compared to this one is that first off, as per Imperial Norm, uh, this one has got a nice paint of dark gray and blacks and dark grays on it. And on top of that, the sides of this one actually fan out quite a lot wider than the typical one. 
because one of the things that this ship has is a retrofitted hangar bay built into it, and it actually carries four TIE fighters with it. And there is about a crew of about 40 people on this ship, and that's not including you guys. Uh, and this ship is currently in orbit above the planet Onderon. Now, originally, you guys arrived here, and for the three of you, you just kind of expected that this was almost going to be shore leave for you guys. You didn't have any particular things, just your boss had to come here for his job. And that was that you were just doing kind of a, a basic inspection of the Imperial Palace, the Certificaren, and the family, and just making sure that they're on the level with this guy's agreement that he is in support of the Empire. Mm-hmm. That would be the uncle who is now King of Onderon. Mm-hmm. Since your arrival, though, the blockade and occupation of Onderon has been going on for about a day and a half now. And four hours ago, there was a breakout. So it is the middle of the night as you are woken up from your bunks. Karen, you would have been woken up a bit earlier than this with a call from your direct superiors. And it has explained to you that there has been a breakout. And you were told that Prince of Aelin, who was scheduled to be executed the next day, or I guess at this point this morning, has escaped. And that there was an attack on the Imperial Starport. And your team is being brought in to investigate these two incidences to see if they are related uh, and to find out what happened and how this was pulled off. So I think we should, just so that everyone is involved, we'll start. Our scene picks up with you guys in the conference room of the Spectre, and you've all just been given that information. Uh, if everyone could roll me a force die. So do we spend the dark side? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm kidding. <laughs> For the sake of simplicity, we're light We'll, we'll keep things the one same. Dark. Too light. I get Bittersweet. Dark. I get one dark. Come on, guys. We're the Imperials. We're the light. <laughs> yeah, we're the good guys. Spreading order and civilization across the galaxy. Alright, now I mean you guys can assume that there was an actual like mission briefing packet that's been given to each of you, so if there are questions that you want to ask out of character and not in character, that is fine at this point too. And are you okay with me using Alan using some of his knowledge of the um preceding events? Yeah. Just because like I know where the palace is, I know what time he was trying to be executed. Yep. But, like I mean I will try to be good about it, but like Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Has there been any history of explosives being used in rebel activity on Alderaan up until this point? No, there is not. The explosives are actually marked as one point of interest for investigation. Well, that's new even for the rebels. I mean, those friggin' thieves, you can never figure out where the hell they are at any given time. Shit just disappears, but blowing stuff up? It is new, so much so that they might not have a regular contact for it. I'm going to need one of you to try to track down quartermasters and what have you. Keep in mind that this planet is still loyal to the Emperor, and we are here to put on the best face for the government that we can. Just because they have a cancer in their midst doesn't mean we need to treat the entire planet like vermin. Understood. Yes, sir. So, who wants to start tracking down the explosives? Out of character, I don't know what your guys' relevant skills are. (laughs) Well, I think Kira will pipe up. I can uh, see if I can't find anything... On the black market, maybe. See if I can't go through some of the channels that aren't necessarily main channels. If you can find anybody that doesn't feel like talking, and yeah, you might be able to convince to hang around in maybe a police station for a little bit. I'm sure that I could get more information from them than maybe willing to release in a normal conversation. Let's see what I can do. And even if it's beyond talking, stop by the quartermaster's office to pick up a few tags. If there's anybody promising, we can always pick them up after you're done speaking. And I give a smile across the, the table at Allison. Just, like there's no, just because he can't talk somebody into your room doesn't mean your skills should go to waste. Will you um, follow Kier? And while he's dealing with the uh, contacts and what have you, I want to see what, if you can't slip into any systems. At this current time, I believe that we are given carte blanche in regards to search and seizure rules. 
Just anything that you need to break into, send me a form afterwards. I'll take care of it. Absolutely. All right, so your packets do detail a few things, the explosives being one avenue. So there was a murdered guard at the uh, prison itself, and there is one stormtrooper survivor from the attack on the landing pad who is currently in custody. He's essentially at a hospital at the moment, kind of recovering. Is there a guard at the hospital room? Yes. Good. Yeah, he's not allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> I think that you and I need to take a visit to the Royal Palace to make sure His Majesty is still on side after the current events. And the way that I would like to play this is that you need to be very vehemently defending the Empire's interests. And if I need to call you back to make sure that he understands that I am still in control of the situation, then so be it. It might also be easy to make it sound like we think that there's been an inside job element. Considering yes. some, considering somebody had to die on the in and out, it sounds like this is more of a smash and grab than a real well-thought-through operation, but it's no reason to actually tell the truth to them, right? Yes, but that is an insinuation that I can't make. And I am fully in support of you making such insinuations so that we can see how His Majesty reacts. Then we'll do a comms check-in after you've done your checkup, and we've had a chance to see how the Royal Guard is going, and if neither lead bears any fruit, then we need to start interviewing our own people. Make sure we keep order in our own house. Does anybody have any questions? No, sir. You and I will take a shuttle down, and you're comfortable taking her down in one of the ties? Yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Excellent. And I kind of smile and just be like, do keep in mind, despite the fact that I need you to deal with the seedier element, you are still representing the Empire's colors. I kind of give a pull at my insignia pin. Always. It should be noted that unless you guys are telling me otherwise, I am assuming that you are in Imperial Security Bureau uniforms. Mm -hmm. Dark gray, typical Imperial uniforms. All of you, the exception of Amala, although... Stats-wise, it's the same, so feel free to change it if you want, because mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Alan put down for armor for that, but all the ones that I made padded, have... Padded, I believe. I put padded, didn't I? Yeah, okay. You can change it to, like, the name-wise, because I use padded stats, but you all have armored uniforms, which is essentially the uniform with the metal breastplate that you'll see people in war wearing. It's your choice if you're wearing it or not. All right, so it sounds like we're splitting the party. For the first little bit, yeah, and I want to roll a leadership check. Sure. I don't think I'm giving any particularly complex commands, do you? No. Okay, so, yeah, basically I'm just looking to, I'm not sure if I can do this entirely proactively, but I want to make sure that they aren't going to be led astray by the goings-on of people trying to manipulate them kind of thing, so I'm looking to give them essentially like a boost die for any kind of being swayed from the the orders I've given kind of thing. All right. What kind of difficulty I need for that? Well, considering everything, I'm going to say that's going to be an average difficulty. Which is what? Two yep, or three? Yeah, two of those. And I actually think that you should have a boost die for that, considering the fact that you are in a your personal seat of Imperial power at the moment. Like, this ship is your domain, essentially. So technically, I have not succeeded, but I have generated three advantage. Tell you what, I will allow that then to make it so that they do not get any boost die in regards to defending themselves against any such checks that might come up. Uh, all three people will be able to apply one boost die to any check that they have in regards to using the might of the Empire to swing socially. To swing your weight around as far as being an Imperial agent, you can add one boost die. Sure. Alright, so Vicarin and Tanner are heading to the palace, and Amala and Kier are heading... Where are you guys heading exactly? You're going to track down explosives. Yeah. 
So you said you would uh, suggest that we go by the quartermaster three-way. Yeah, because I want you yeah. to get tags because you might not be able to sue somebody, but we're the cops. If you tag them, we can send the army later. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so we'll, I guess we'll swing by the quartermaster then first. All right. Uh, and actually, with that in mind, are you bringing troops with you? That is a choice that both groups have. There are two squads of stormtroopers on this ship that are your troops. They're yeah. there for you. I guess I didn't figure you doing it because you're trying to do the black market yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I we was... are totally bringing stormtroopers to the palace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, for sake of ease, now I know that you said, um, because of the size of this ship and essentially the limitations of modifications, there is no shuttlecraft on this ship, but the ship is small enough that I just assumed you just land it. Okay. And, you know, it's more forceful presence of having a big thing come down rather than little ship. <laughs> so, do we just transport the four ties that you mentioned? Yeah. Huh. Well, no, I mean, they, they have launch capabilities. So, okay. I mean, if they both want to fly down in a tie each. Ties, oh, are ties aren't two-seaters? They're one-seaters? Ties are one-seaters, and they have no atmosphere inside them. So you're wearing your pilot suits to go down. Oh. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to drop you off then. Because, I mean, if the pilot suit would kind of ruin the whole effect, wouldn't it? Well, it's your call. You take yeah. it off and leave in the ship. It's your guys' call. So the ship has four ties <laughs> and one speeder bike. Hmm? I can't fly. Yeah, so... What's your range agility? Or, yeah, what's your agility check? Two. Two. You could fly a ship in a straight line down to a planet. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. But while likely being led by traffic control. Yeah, by traffic <laughs> control and a really good pilot. Like it's, yeah. But you, we, you still have to land because how are you going to get all the stormtroopers down? I'm landing the the ship. Yeah, for, but I mean, we, uh, we could just we could just hitch a ride. Yeah, and like and, I said, and you there, said was, there is a swoop bike. There is a, yeah, there is one speed <laughs> bike. Yeah, so you guys could literally land and just take that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that works. Allison, what is she, an agent, or is she a... I haven't found anything that gives me sort of a specific of how the structure works. Mm -hmm. So you are referred to as Agent Vicarian. Yes. Everyone outside of the chain of command of ISB refers to you that way. Yes. You have roughly an equivalent rank to a captain. So, like, admirals order you around or don't have to work with you, but generally do. Mm -hmm. Anyone below a rank of a captain kind of needs to get out of your way. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone else here tends to be, uh, I'd say, like, lieutenants, like, mid-range. Mid yeah. But, again, don't often get referred to as those. Um, okay, so their actual rank might actually just be agent, but I might be... Agent second, second class or... Special supervisory agent. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. Yeah. But to all outsiders, we are agent. Yeah, I mean, so if my, you look the at... shorthand, I guess, what I'm getting is it would be Agent Tanner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. If you look at it the way that the FBI works, actually, where it's, you know, there's actually, like, senior special agent, mm-hmm. but when you're out in the field, it's, I am agent so-and-so. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, since we're starting off with the group heading out, are you staying in uniform? I'm thinking no. I got the feeling we would be, like, plain clothes, you know, sort of, not necessarily undercover, but just plain clothes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and one other thing that I will point out to you guys, especially with this, so each of you should have a hollow messenger. I might have forgot to put it on here as well. And these are long-range comm links, first off, that you use to communicate with each other. You have the choice of whether or not it's just audio or if you actually want to pop up the little person to talk to you and look at each other. And the other thing is that this is actually also doubles as your badge. So they're key to you and that you can, you know, give it a click and the Imperial logo pops up with your credentials on it and stuff. So The slicing gear that I gave her, it's something that you would never use if you were a rebel because mm-hmm. it gives you plus two boost die when you are slicing at the disadvantage of everybody who's trying to figure out who did it gains a boost die. Mm. But we're the cops, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In case it hasn't crossed anyone's mind, and I should point out, Imperial starports will definitely have security cameras. And it's like highly non-civilian weapons? Yeah, I'm totally going to be looking for those. <laughs> yeah. When our, our player characters blew up the first one and ran away, we weren't checking for cameras. We weren't no, doing anything. Not. We were just getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
At the very least, there's a perfunctory note in your file mentioning that explosion at the civilian dock. Whatever low-grade imperial bureaucrat officer that put these reports together for you, like that, you know, that that ensign that has to, that oh, his yeah. job is just all day to be like, and I type the things in, and I send it off, and I type the things in, and I send it off, and I type, oh, oh Vader killed someone, and I type the thing, and I send it off. <laughs> well, we hit the imperial dock for the explosion. No, you set off an explosion at the civilian dock when you saved the guns. Oh, the first one, right. <laughs> <laughs> Losing track. Yeah, that's Too many explosions, well, I don't know. Well, that's why I specifically asked if on this planet there is a, a history of explosives being used by the rebels. And so essentially I'm answering that question more accurately now. The, the perfunctory note that explains about that civilian starport attack says that they believe it is related to the terrorists who murdered King Dendup and does not believe it to be... It seems to be a random act of terrorism rather than uh, this concerted effort. Your report has a note, though, a second note built in that is flagged as your eyes only, although it is ultimately up to you what you determine that means in regards to your team. Mm -hmm. King Dendip was killed by uh, a bounty hunter on on an Imperial pay. Mm -hmm. The Empire orchestrated the murder, and the Empire did not orchestrate the explosion at the civilian starport. I leave that to you with what you will. All right, so first off, then. I have one question. Does the brother know that we did that? Oh, yeah. He's totally in on it. Okay. Yeah. So the Spectre, while not as impressive as a Star Destroyer, keep in mind, this planet is under occupation at the moment. There are three Imperial Star Destroyers in this. Like, one of them is maintaining an atmospheric orbit so that everyone can see it. Yeah. And then there are two other, like, in orbit around the planet. Did we at least swap that one, uh, the one that was maintaining orbit, yes. with another one so they don't see the scorch marks? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> PR was probably just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, are you kidding? PR is just like, see, there was a massive hyperdrive explosion, and we are unfazed. Keep that one behind the moon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I want everybody to remember that Star Destroyers are invulnerable. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the hell hit it, but what we do know is that Imperials cannot be moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, the Spectre is an impressive sight as it lands on this planet. And it should be known, too, that the Spectre is a ship that Vicarin has essentially put together, not himself, but, you know, with crews, specifically for his needs. So this is not a, a, an off-the-market thing. This is a ship that you had put together specifically for things. Mm-hmm. And so you land, and you two exit with your squad of stormtroopers and make your way towards the palace. Uh, and you two hop your speeder bike in your civvies and head off. So I'm going to need a streetwise check. I can do that. I know you can. (laughs) (laughs) With the exception of Vicarin, I tried more or less to kind of keep everyone in their own niche for characters so that no one was kind of left to the side. But this is intentionally a majorly social RP night. Like, most of these encounters will be social encounters. So there definitely is going to be overlap. Most of you have ranks in coercion or charm or deception or, like, that all fits in somewhere. Um, What's my difficulty? Well, I need uh, a few questions answered from you. So okay. you were trying to find out what exactly. Give it to me in a phrase. Given that security surveillance was present at the landing platform mm-hmm. that we <laughs> hit, I would also then assume that it can be... There's record of the types of weapons that were used. Well, not necessarily maybe like, oh, that's that specific weapon, but the fact that they probably have... Yeah, you try to narrow down like blast radiuses and patterns. And yeah, yeah, like find out what kind of stuff. yeah, like what kind of weapon it could be. I would imagine the friggin' heavy repeating, you know, uh, skiff mounted one was probably pretty obvious to point out. So, are you focusing on the explosives, or are you just kind of looking at anything involved in that attack? I was going to hit the explosives specifically. 
I figured, uh, like, would that have been attached to the the briefing? The explosives? No, no, the, the, the surveillance? The surveillance files themselves were not. Okay. I mean, keep in mind, this only happened four hours ago. Ooh, of like, course. But there would have been, like, a basic rundown of events of, like, this attack happened, they had, you know, there was heavy artillery used, yeah. and high ordnance explosives. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have gone after the stuff that was not okay. basic. All right. And last question, then, are you throwing your weight around as an Imperial? You do have the boost die that Alan generated for you to use at any time. You don't have to use that at this point. Yes, I will. You're using that boost die too? Yes. All right, so add in the boost die from Alan. And with that in mind, I think I'm going to give you... Let's see here. But yeah, do keep in mind that this four-hour thing is also why I'm divvied at the tasks like this, because the whole checking the records that we have, that's stuff that is not as time-sensitive as yeah. putting a presence in the palace... Oh, and figuring out who in the black market is scrambling right this fucking second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Oh yeah. my god, I gave those to the rebels. Holy shit, I need to get off the planet. <laughs> yes, and my assumption is that Andrew's character looked at his report and was like, oh, that's interesting, I should look into that. <laughs> Not that he went at the computers and started yeah, watching yeah. the footage. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Alright, then I'm going to say that this is going to be a hard difficulty check with three dice. And I'm going to say that the general state of being on Onderon, especially once you get to the seedier sides of things... Mm-hmm is in disarray and chaos and people are trying to like run for their hidey holes and not deal with the empire okay and that's going to generate two setback die for you okay well that'll be one for me yes it will fantastic so uh all said and done i have uh one success and two advantage all right so the two things that are brought to your attention as you're going through this and i'm going to say that overall it takes about this is about an hour's worth of work of like you know hitting up contacts dive bars, other people, stopping instruction sites. Yeah. There's an Imperial Training Center on Onderon, but aside from that, there are no major Imperial bases at this time, which means that there's no Imperial Ordnance that would do this sort of thing. The explosives, while high yield, the two things that brought to mind is that there are actually two construction companies on Onderon, and that's the sort of thing that they would most likely have. One of them in particular, you know, I'll come up with the name of them by the time we get to them, one of them in particular is known to kind of do things under the books, like they hire illegal immigrants, they cut corners, the guys are not above making a buck. Right. The other thing that is brought to your mind is that, and this is actually one of the first things that you get, because you start you start talking to people the moment you get off at the starport, which is where the attack happened. And one of the things that is brought to your attention is that, as I mentioned, there are no heavy ordnance supplies on the planet, aside from what is being dropped down now for the occupation. Of course. Which means that there shouldn't be anywhere that someone could get that size of a heavy repeating blaster. Yeah. The skiff it was on, though, is a familiar sight. People have seen them around the civilian docks all the time, or in civilian construction sites. They're very widely used amongst the bulk loading and, and kind of transport businesses of Onderon. Okay. Is it sort of like the white panel vans that like every construction company in the world uses in Sort of, but it's almost like being like, oh yeah, it's a John Deere. Oh, that's a cat. Like, yeah. okay, well, who uses cats? Well, a lot of people do, but I can still narrow it down to the actual companies. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be, we call it Red Sun Construction. Okay. All right, so those are the two leads that you guys generated from that. Well, might as well hit up this Red Sun Construction, since they seem to be sort of at least the first lead that we have that's an actual organization. Can I... Do some kind of background check on them before we even go, or...? Sure. Are you just, like, plugging your data pad into the, the holonet, you know, using your iPad, or are you actually going to somewhere being like, your terminal, I'm using it, Empire, don't say no. Do, do I get more an advantage if I do one or the other, or does it matter? Uh, honestly, there are advantages both ways. Um, with the data breakers that you have, you're automatically generating two boost die anyway. 
you will be taking a setback die if you're using a remote access. You will not be taking that if you use an official terminal to kind of like log yourself in. For what you're looking for, neither is really going to be a big thing. It just depends on how public of a presence you're being versus how thorough you're being. Uh, I'll probably just look on my data pad then. Alright. So I get... Did I end up giving you Codebreaker or no? Bypass security? Bypass security. It says remove one setback. From computer shucks? While trying to override a security measure. Are you just looking for basic information or are you looking for everything you can get? Everything I can get. Alright, so that's going to be a hard difficulty check. And there is going to be the one setback die that I mentioned, which I believe that talent just mentioned gets rid of. Yep. And I get to boost? Yep. Okay. Yeah, my, my thought would be that if this hadn't broke news as it did, I would imagine they probably wouldn't be scrambling to try and cover inventory stuff. Uh, if, of course, they are, in fact, the place that mm-hmm. uh, these uh, ordnance came from, or the, the, the explosives came from. They wouldn't be trying to cover their tracks. So, I mean, I would try to go in first with a, hey, like, let me help you out type thing. Like, this seems to be sort of a situation where you could use some help by being honest. But obviously, given that they are the kind of company that would not do the uh, up and up path right away, I would imagine they would probably try and smudge numbers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, given this is probably the best way to do it right now. Just go like full hard into it to see if we can't find something before they wipe stuff. Yeah, so I found I got two success and two threat. Two success and two threat. Okay. Jason, do you remember what the explosives were called? Because they were spe- ones that you specifically asked for. Detonate. Detonate. The most imaginative name for an explosive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as you guys are, you know, you're hop- you hop back on the speeder bike and. Kira starts heading towards Red Sun's main office, and as this is going on, you're just on the data pad, kind of, you know, one hand holding yourself steady on the bike, the other one flipping through, and you have already put into place on your pad code breaking and uh, cipher filters and that sort of thing, because licensing isn't as simple as just being like, I looked this up, tap, 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 like, there's a lot of prep involved in this, but you've done that already, and you very easily do hack in through Red Sun's security and firewalls into their private sector and files. And you do find, in fact, that they do have, or that there were, sorry, was it two or three we took? Of the detonate charges? Yeah. I believe it was only one or two. There was two in the pack that went to the starport, and the basement was blown out with the beradium ones? Yep. 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 You, in fact, find uh, internal memos mentioning the theft of both detonate and beradium, and you do find a formal letter and report uh, sent to both the local authority and to the Imperial garrison of the planet, detailing the theft of those things and marking that theft as of three days ago. I really that information. Yeah. All right. Well, as as we're sort of flying through, I'll, and and you're sort of talking over like behind my shoulder there, I'll just be like, well, there's a difference between formal letters and what the actual truth is. Well, we'll just have to get the truth out of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to jump over to the other group for this point. So Agent Karen and Agent Tainer, you're given a lift by Imperial Landspeeder provided to you by the Academy on your arrival from the starport and the short to the short distance to the palace. And it's, you know, it's a troop transport Landspeeder so that your squad travels with you and not behind or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So on the thing as we're going, I'm going to kind of shout over the ruckus of traveling to the city to the squad, just being like... We're here to rattle the saber a little bit. I would like to simultaneously reassure the citizenry that the Empire has not forgotten Onderon. 
Not only that, we have reports that rebel sympathizers may be in the palace. You are be to on high alert, and I expect you to both keep us safe and make those sympathizers shit themselves before we leave. So, to help me with these troopers, dude, I'd like you to tell me we've established what Vicarin's like with his team. Mm-hmm. What's Vicarin like, though, with his underlings, like with his subordinates? So these are troopers that are stationed to the Spectre. They are essentially your stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. But do you have that same kind of as cordial and as friendly as duty allows, or is there a very strict hierarchy of rank here? Yeah, I'm picturing Vicarin has a hierarchy of rank here, and he legitimately tries to preserve their lives, mm-hmm. but they are soldiers and they know they're soldiers, right. and it's sort of a... I respect your craft, but your craft is murdering yourselves in my name sometimes. <laughs> right. So he's not the kind of guy that would know their names. He'd know the commander's name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy that I give orders to to take care of that stuff? I know that guy's name. <laughs> but I mean, by the same token, if he sees some of his soldiers like in the hallway struggling with something, he might offer advice and things like that, but there is a detachment there. Right. Because these are my people and these are my soldiers. Right. All right. Same as, like, a general for U.S. Marine Corps, right? I expect that when that general gives the orders, they all go, hoorah, but, I mean, there's no talk. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the commander of your Stormtrooper squad is uh, Commander Trevelyan. At the moment, he is the only Stormtrooper that doesn't have his helmet on at the moment. It's, you know, tucked in very neatly by his side. His other hand holding on to the kind of support bar up here. Mm -hmm. His troops are checking their blasters and all their equipment. You know, there is a, a, yes, sir, yes, sir, as you finish your speech. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lean over to the commander and just be like, Are you expecting any uh, tactical problems, commander? Kind of just shakes his head now. Trevelyan is not a clone. He's Coruscant born. Dark black hair, kind of equine features to himself, a handsome looking guy. But got a bit of a ruggedness to him. He has seen battle and he's quite good at his job. And he kind of gives a, a, a short shake of his head. He's like, no sir, advanced horses have done quite well at subduing any problems that the planet's seen. I don't expect any problems, especially this close to the palace itself. Excellent. I'd like your squad to take up positions as we walk in. As I said, this is just as much show as it is security. Absolutely, sir. And as he says that, he slips his Stormtrooper helmet on, fastens it in, and you see a quick click as you know, the, you know, any of you, but you recognize the motion as activating his internal comm. Mm-hmm. And so rather than shouting over the din or activating a megaphone, he's now relaying orders through comm. Mm-hmm. And so... You can hear talk from, sort of a mumbled talk coming from him over the roar of the engines and whatnot, not shouting or anything like that, and you can see his hands kind of giving hand signals too. Can my comm link be set to monitor his? Because I oh, don't yeah. care about the soldier's chatter, but... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I can hear his orders, but I don't care about the soldier's response. Yeah, and he's just relaying what you said, and it's yeah. like, you know... The technicals of it? Yeah. I can't see Vicarin being as interested in... Then, yeah. Um, as we're uh, getting in, I kind of give a motion to my comm here so that and uh, switch it to a, a secure private channel, and just so that she can see me switch it. Mm-hmm. And um, I give a tap as though I'm going to say something. I'm going to wait and look at you. Okay. I turn mine on. So, there are a few things about this mission that I cannot tell you. However, they involve the local politics of the planet. Anything you learn in there is, of course, confidential. But you were brought because I trust your discretion. I am hoping to rattle his majesty because I know certain details and he knows certain details. And I expect him to be rattled in a way that only someone of your skills can rattle some person. I'm glad that you think highly of my abilities. And I know that any information that I have is trademarked and owned by the Imperials. That's correct, Agent. 
so yeah, when we get there, I'm going to, uh, before I step out, I'm going to straighten my uniform and, and I'm going to uh, step out without looking around to, or anything like that. Like, I'm very purposefully striding up these steps. Okay. Like, this is my palace as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm walking behind, I'm going to just tap one of the pouches that I, that I have on my belt that I keep my shot gloves in. Just sort of like what gunslingers do, with just sort of like have your hand on your gun for a second. Yeah. But I'm just like tapping it to sort of feel better about the fact that I'm around and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Those were essentially included. Now, granted, I think you're better with them than you are with a blaster. Those are as much used in interrogation as they are in anything else. Well, I suppose oh, that's, yeah. that's ultimately up to you, but that's well, yeah, why they're like, there. Like, I, I have a gun. It was less that I, I want to feel safe and more I know that I'm good at my job yeah. and I'm going to go hurt somebody. Okay. Else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the speeder kind of pulls up and does a, a 180 turn, so its its rear end is pointed straight at the palace, and the drop ramp falls down. First off, a squad of stormtroopers is the first people out, and it's not a run out, but it is a hard and fast march as they sort of take up positions, and then you two exit, followed by your troopers. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not paying any attention to the going-ons of the troopers. I'm yep. just walking forward. Is there any ro- local royals there to meet us? At the top of the stairs, uh, as a matter of fact, none other than King Raxus himself is there. A uh, somewhat weasley-looking and pot-bellied man. He's got a bit of a weird shape to him because he doesn't look—he doesn't look obese, but he does look like essentially a skinny guy who eats too much. In that his stomach is it has you know got quite the paunch on him, but it doesn't look like he's naturally built that way. It just looks like he overfeeds himself. Mm. Black hair and the kind of olive skin typical to Andoran natives. He has a, a Van Dyke beard that's kind of trimmed down and, and very nicely oiled, but his hair does have kind of a slick look to it. Dressed in a uh, deep red cloak and very fine-looking royal nobility-type clothing, and with a, uh, a crown of golden leaves that encircles his head and sort of flares itself up. He looks down as you uh, enter in, and he's flanked by two royal Onderon guards, dressed in their armor as described before. Golds and silvers and whatnot. Not threatening, they're just mm-hmm. it's honor guard and they're there. And he smiles as you approach up the stairs. The moment that you are within earshot where he doesn't have to raise his voice, it's like, Welcome, welcome to my palace. Always a pleasure to entertain guests of our beloved empire. And I continue to step in towards the palace. Well, thank you, Your Majesty. The empire feels very welcome here. As it should, as it should. He kind of turns and falls into step beside you as uh, your troopers either disperse or stay with you as their orders dictate. And his guardsmen's kind of... You even spot out of the corner of your eye where they initially turn to fall in right behind their king and can't because <laughs> they're stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get shuffled to the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Everybody's <laughs> doing their job. I'm <laughs> <laughs> You and I have a few things to discuss, and I suspect that they'd be best done in private. Who said this is going to be a charm check for me? Against? He doesn't have very good defenses on this right now, so this is going to be an opposed check, technically, which means I need to know what he's... It's going to be a cool check. Uh, so you're only going to be rolling against two purple. Can I assist? Because I also want him to be alone in the room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in that case, then, you're getting one setback die. And the setback die comes from the fact that while you were acting as if this is your palace, this is his palace, and that does give him a bit of a home field advantage. But with that said, you are getting a boost die for your interrogator beside you, as mentioned. Mm-hmm. You are also getting a boost die for a squad of stormtroopers behind you. In regards to the assist, I have a presence of three and two a two. skill of two. Okay, so I'm just taking the boost die off you then. 
And do you have any talents that, get rid- that would get rid of that setback die? Get rid of? No. But if I roll triumph, fun things happen. Alright. Five success? Five success. Oh my god, and then the advantages cancel each other out. Yes. That's awesome. Does that get me anything? Additionally, no, because there's no advantage, but it does deal... Let's give you a base damage of four. So you were dealing nine points of strain damage to him right now. Okay. As, like, you can already see, like, the beads of sweat just, like, form and start to kind of trickle down as he's like, oh, of course. Uh, And he almost seems to stumble as he kind of glances around for a rank on your uniform and kind of looks up at you. He's like, "Uh, sir, right this way. (laughs) Agent is fine, your majesty. All right, and uh, he leads you off to uh, essentially a sort of private conference room. Okay. When we get there, I'm going to motion to be like, Your Majesty, and as soon as my interrogator walks in, I'm going to reach for the <laughs> door handle. <laughs> <laughs> and are your troopers following you in, or are they spreading nope, out they, the they, I, I, I'm going to give a quick tap over, and do I have a, the subdermal so I can whisper an order, or do I have to say it? Yeah, you got it. Okay, so I'll give a quick tap, and I'll just be like, Guards, secure this door. No one interact. You hear a, a yes, sir, kind of pipe back through. Alright, so as you guys enter in and the door shuts, we jump back to Amala and Kier, who have now made their way to Red Sun Construction's main office, which is also bordering itself on a, a quarry, essentially. Now, how big of a setup are we talking? Are we talking, like, large corporation, or not large construction company, or are we talking sort of more... Large company? Mm-hmm. Now, on a planetary scale, this looks to be a major company. On an imperial scale, this is a piddly little bit of sand. Of course. Well, that does play into things, though, right? And something that your team would be used to dealing with in the, the variations with. But, as mentioned, there is a quarry, and this quarry is massive. So you're actually taking sort of just to the edge of city limits. Okay. And actually have to pass through the wall. So you're actually, t- I suppose, technically you're on the outside of city limits. But just on city the proper, outside. At least, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And you can see there is, there's excavation equipment. Yes, i uh, just double-checking something because I read one of his talents. After making a successful attack, okay. doesn't specify type, Sure, I can spend a destiny point and add damage equal to one cunning. Yes. With that considered an attack, Yes. I would like to flip a destiny point okay. to deal an additional three strain. Alright. And I know it's their turn. How is he looking, though? I just th- That's... He's looking very worried right now. <laughs> because Vakaran couldn't take 12 strain. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's looking really, really, really worried right now. <laughs> Alright, so, as I said, Major Quarry, and that looks to be kind of the place where these guys would get most of their hard materials, so like okay. any of their stone and that sort of stuff. Stuff that gets processed into, like, Jurakrete and that sort of stuff. Right. There is also one warehouse, and then there's kind of the main office. Right. Um, so the actual buildings, this doesn't look too big, but the operation looks to be quite extensive. Of course. Uh, nothing is running right now. Like, all of the machines are shut down, yep. and you do see people, like, moving around. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's happening near the warehouse or near the office. Interesting. Yep. Well, I think... So what's the name of the foreman or manager or whoever would be in charge of the site? All right, As so... I presume I knew... Yeah, I yeah you would have found... You would have gotten probably all that information, next. Uh, his first name is Beck, B-E-K. Uh, and his last name is going to be Sakura. S-E-C-U-R-A. Uh, he's a Twi'lek, and you've got a, a picture of him from the company files that you hacked through. Perfect. Do we see him amongst the people outside? No. Okay, so yeah, I guess we'll head to the office, head to I guess. The office, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as you do, uh, a bulky-looking Gamorrean 
kind of dressed as not typical Gamorreans would, like not in their like armor with axes, but this guy is kind of wearing like coveralls and has a stun baton on his side. Kind of steps out in front of you guys as you get close. He's like, and starts squawking at you in Gamorrean, which I will say that you understand. Uh, and he's, you know, kind of squawks out a private property and puts a hand up. I say, I'm going to flash out my Imperial badge and say, Imperial business, let us pass. His uh, porcine little eyes kind of go a bit wide. He's like, and he kind of bows his head a little bit and kind of, you know, steps off to the side and motion. He's like, sorry, sorry, just doing my job, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Wait, wait. Of course, of course. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. You guys even notice that as you pass, you can see the the pig man kind of like tossing really worried looks to other people and other workers and anyone who has been earshot of hearing you and seeing that badge kind of are all like, oh, God. <laughs> and I open the door and I walk in. I'll follow behind. All right, so you're entering. I make a bit of a spectacle, you know, bang the door open, not casually, like jingling bells. No, it's like slam the door open. You were greeted by a, a front office uh, and it's essentially there's the entryway lobby that you're in with a desk in the middle of that and a hallway goes off behind the desk with offices branching off on either side of that hallway. Behind the desk is a female, uh, a blue female Twi'lek and she kind of like looks up and kind of gives a gap. She's like, oh, um, good, good day. May, may I help you? T-? Bex Sakura. And she kind of, you know, raises a hand. She's got a little earpiece calmly here. She's like, ah, you know, um, sort of like, work. She unintentionally raises her hand to that, and she's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Sakura is uh, busy today. Uh, he's in meetings, I'm afraid. We'll get him out of the meetings. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that I can do that. I'm, I'm... As they're talking, is it pretty easy to tell the layout of this place? Like, would I be able to tell, like, oh, this is the where he is? It's probably the office at the back. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start walking towards that. Um, uh, ex- excuse me, sir, you, uh, Mr. Sakura, you, and then you get to the door. <laughs> and I follow him. <laughs> so, entering into the office, behind is a large panoramic window that looks out onto the quarry itself, and a rather large desk. And standing behind it with a, a headset calm like on is a somewhat portly looking Twi'lek, also blue. Uh, seems to be the same subspecies as the receptionist was. And you can hear him kind of talking. He's like, I don't care how long, I don't care what the price is. We leave today. Oh, just one minute. He kind of clicks it off. He's like, I will get back to you. Get it done. Clicks it off. He's like, what is the meaning of this intrusion? I don't have to, I don't have time for this sort of thing. And I'll pull up my badge. I believe, Mr. Scarra, that you do have time for this. Can I? I'm going to ask for a coercion check. Sure. Can I assist? Yeah. So it depends on who has the higher will. My will is three. Yours, the higher. Okay. All right, so, and do you have any ranks in it? No. Oh, okay. So it's a three green check. Which would mean you're getting a boost die from the other one of you helping. Yes. Any possibility they might get a boost die from either the fact that they're Imperial in general or the fact that they have badges right in front of them? Yeah, so yeah, you'll get a boost die for your badge too, so add that one in. And I don't think you're getting any setback die, but Mr. Sakura is a wily businessman. He's quite used to dealing with strong-arm tactics and negotiations, and this is an opposed check. So you were going up against two difficulty dice of purple and one challenge dice of red. Alright, so what do you get? Um, Two success and two advantage. Two success and two advantage. And I would like to say, visually, the, all the advantage came from the Imperial backing. 
So with two success and two advantage, you were actually dealing four strain to this guy. Okay. Can I, you know, of course, my, uh, my apologies. And he motions to the two seats that are in front of his, his desk and he, you know, has a seat and he's like, I always have time for the Empire. By all means, please have a seat. I stand. <laughs> I approach his desk, but I stay standing. Kind of looks up. Just sit. All right. Were you planning on going somewhere, Mr. Skir? He kind of gives a uh, shrug and he's like, well, as a matter of fact, yes, I have a business ship coming up. We have uh, a mining contract on uh, the moon of Duxon. And, you, and I interrupt him. You are aware that there is a blockade and currently no one is leaving the planet. He kind of gives a, uh, a nod. He's like, I understand that that is a civilian blockade, yes, but I do have permits and work permits that the Empire has approved. It strikes me as odd that you would want to leave this situation when you seem to have missing supplies that so happen to be involved, or the same kind of supplies happen to be involved in a recent uh, attack. That is very suspicious behavior, Mr. Sakura, and I'm pacing <laughs> behind him so that he can't look at both of us at the same time. He kind of leans back a bit and crosses his arms in front of him. He's like, I keep up on the news as much as everyone else does, and I do understand the attacks, but the fact of the matter is is that I did report those supplies stolen days ago, and whether or not they were used should not mean that I have to, well, frankly speaking, whether it should or not, does not mean that I have the luxury of stopping my business. So at this particular time, I'm going to ask for another coercion check, because I feel that no one's lied about anything, but you're definitely trying to intimidate. And once again, you were going up against two purple and uh, a red, and I want to know which one of you is dealing this attack. Yes. Question. Why is it not that he is rolling against them? Well, yeah. I was just curious because if he's right now trying to stonewall them, would that not him be rolling a discipline versus yeah. one of their... I agree with that. Mm. All right. So, let's see. I said it was two purple and red, which means it's two green and yellow. Just pass me yellow, please. And so, 118. Has Plus one of those goal. destinies, too. I assume you're downgrading or upgrading. Let me build the pool first and then okay, you yeah. decide. Yeah. All right. So, and that says then I know that you guys have a combined of three... And you setback die for the intimidation tactics, and you're getting a setback die for connecting the explosives to his explosives to the recent attacks. Would they maybe upgrade the difficulty? Yeah. Okay, and he is also getting a boost die because of the proper paperwork stating timely filed. And so his successes would generate strain against one of them now. Yes. Yeah. So who's taking it? Because the only okay. the only reason I was asking is because otherwise they're in a situation of doing strain, never yeah. taking strain. What did he get? He net totaled at one failure and one advantage. Additional insight into the situation at hand. Yep. I noticed particular vulnerability pattern. Um... So he kind of leans back at this point, and is and you know, and now granted that was all in relation to the conversation that happened or that is going on. So yeah. I'm not going to go back through the whole thing over no, no, again. That's fair. Yeah. He does seem to have a fairly stonewalled defense of that his paperwork is in order, and he kind of glances between the two of you. He's like, "Do you have anything connecting my company to the attacks?" See, the problem here is, what kind of investigations have you put in place to ensure that it was not one of your own? within the company that stole these materials. Kind of gives a, you know, indignant look back towards you, and he says, well, first off, I reported the theft to all law enforcement agencies on planet immediately, and of course I have an internal security investigation going on. Can we have that information? Absolutely. It is freely available and is attached with the reports. Now, again, on your brief 
perusal through, these reports were in place and do seem to be up to date and were in fact submitted apparently days before the attack happened. In the reports that, like, obviously we would have gone over. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have. Oh, I wouldn't have? Well, she found them while she was writing the back. That is true. That's true, yeah, okay. Now, keep in mind, just so that my role-playing of the adamant guy, he did not succeed that check, so you don't believe him anymore. Yeah, yeah. His insight is that you haven't actually presented anything saying that it connects to his company. How public knowledge is his company's tactics in getting the job done Public? Yeah. Not. It didn't take that long for you to find out about it, though. Like, it's fairly well known within the kind of darker circles of the business world and the underworld. Like, it's... Underworld, yes. But obviously, like, I'm sure he's not... He's not, his company's not dealing with underworld clients, I'm sure. Uh, uh, at least on the public... <laughs> at least on the public face of things. Yeah. Like, I'm sure his legitimate clients wouldn't really like knowing that, you know... You're absolutely right. Yes. Yes. You may use this information as you see fit. <laughs> now, here's the thing. We know your company does things to get the job done. You know, so you credits here and there. And that's, for a businessman like yourself who's trying to ensure that things are done on time, I can understand that. We also know, though, that certain details of these cutting of corners may not look too too well on some of your more legitimate clients. Now, with that said, it's one thing to have a public face in the sense of the reports that were filed. It's another to actually know the more intimate details of what actually happened. I'm not entirely sure I consider this to be a coercion check anymore. Do you still feel that you were trying to intimidate him to give you answers, or are you trying to get him on side? I'm, I'm trying to get him on side, because it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to ruin the guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I don't really care about that. I'm just after my information. All right, so that's going to be a charm check. Okay. Or negotiation. Yeah, it could be charm or negotiation. It's true. Essentially, charm, you are trying to just make him think you're a great guy. Negotiation, you are insinuating that the Empire will look out for him and that he doesn't need to worry about, you know, random spot checks happening on his accounts. Those are the two choices. What do you have? I just have two. Uh, presence. I have two presence with a rank in charm. Hmm. Uh, so I guess, yeah, what, you, I guess, are skilled in that, so I guess it'd be, what, taking yours? So it'd be, what, one green, one yellow? Two in presence and one rank, yeah, it'd be one green, yeah. one yellow. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's the difficulty? Against his cool is going to be, I think he'll be going up against an average difficulty of two, and he doesn't have any ranks in it, but this could be a clincher, so I'm going to flip one of these over, and that's going to be one purple and one red. Okay. Don't we get a boost die because he's assisting me? Yep, so you would get a boost after that for sure. Okay. And frankly speaking, I think your argument had a fair amount of merit to it. And I think that whereas this guy is very used to kind of putting stone walls up when it comes to people trying to strong arm him, yeah. he's also pretty used to looking for the best deal for himself. So I think that your shift in tactics gives you one boost as well. Okay, cool. So I got two failures, unfortunately, but I got four advantage. Failures and four advantage. He kind of leans back. He's like, I'm not entirely sure what you are insinuating officer sir agent agent but i assure you that my company has no such illegal or untoward activities and of course i am fully willing to open up any of my resources and records to you in your investigation we would want nothing but to help you catch the perpetrators of these heinous acts of terrorism 
Of course. We greatly appreciate your cooperation with us on such matters. Of course. Where would you like to begin then? Well, where were the ex- where were the explosives stolen from? Kind of. He's like our main warehouse. I'll have my assistant bring you over. If you'll excuse me, though, I do have the matters of running this company. Unless I am directly needed, I will be in my office. I promise. I'll stand as he's saying this. All right. Is there anything you guys want to do with this guy before you uh, <coughs> take him over? Unless you are protesting to him not coming, or no, I'm okay. I think I think we're okay. My only thing is I don't want him. I don't want him to leave the planet, but I don't know if I have the authority to threaten him to to not leave the planet. Yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, we do. Right. So then I will say that to him. Now, unfortunately, uh, you do understand that. For this, for the case of this investigation, it is it is strongly advised that you remain on planet for at least the next few days. I would like a coercion check only from you. All right. Uh, and that is going back up against two purple and a red. Um, you get a boost die because you're imperial. You get a setback die as well. So two purple and a red. Two purple and a red, and then one blue and one black. And I just get a failure. Take one point of strain, which I believe you have a talent to immediately get back. I think. Uh, you can regain two strain as an incidental. Right. So, so you, you, one, yeah, you, one for encounter. Yeah. So you can choose to. Uh, and essentially, he just immediately returns the stare and he's like, "Qualification stand to the ISV must be slipping. I did just say that I would remain in my office to as- assist you with your investigation. I will make sure to stay on planet." Thank you, sir. And that kind of like it's it's one of those things where you're like, uh, I just got one up, and that's where the strain comes from. Oh, also, by the way, Jamie, I am totally sending, like, a forward to Vicarin. Okay. To be like, hey, though, so this is what happened. Uh, he stonewalled us. And you won't have that right away just because of the time. No, of course. Of yeah. course, but yeah. Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, The Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time.